to your daily dose of facts to fight off the liberal gaslighting. You can be in the middle of a hurricane. You have sanctuary in the city of Chicago. Or you can be on a calm day. North is still north. You could be in a thunderstorm. I am angry. We are not going back. Not ever. North is still north. People can yell at you. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. North is still north. It doesn't change fundamental things. And in this business, right is still right, even if you stand by yourself. We don't get fooled again. No, no. Live across the fruited plain and from sea to shining sea, we are converting the Marxist left one hour at a time on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Hello, America, and beyond the fruited plain, welcome home to the Wendy Bell Radio program. Delighted to be here to share with you, I believe, some very important news today. I'm going to start by telling you this is a joyful, celebratory day. This is the finest day to be an American because the suck is unraveling. And it's unraveling at warp speed. And we're going to drop an awful lot of information on you today. And I'm going to read to you an awful lot of news that you're likely not going to get other places. Today is the day we encourage you to join our Locals page. It is free for you. If you wish to subscribe later, fine. We'd love that. But Locals.com, search Wendy Bell Radio. We're going to give you every single link that we talk about today so that you can do your own investigating. You can do your own educating. And you decide what you want to do with the information you receive. It's what we do. Common sense conservatism. Welcome home. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. The big story they want us talking about today is the House impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas. That is all I'm going to say about the House impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas, because that is not the big story today. There are many headlines that we will dutifully and surgically walk through. We will give you enough information so that you determine whether you're interested or not. You will be. Because all of the conspiracy theorists out there who have long ago started to awaken and ask questions and who were finger-pointed, who were demonized and name-called and banned and blocked and canceled and fired, right? All of the things that you've been hearing that we've been talking about are coming true because we've been preventing, presenting you with facts, I'm going to begin with what I thought was one of the biggest things yesterday. Behind closed doors, House oversight. Digging into the impeachment of Joe Biden. I want you to remember, as we wake up on this day and we talk about what's going on, that we've been living in a years-long, massive high school musical wrap-up smear of lies, of fake news, of propaganda, of garbage that Joe Biden still is the most corrupt person we have ever had 
as president of the United States. And that is saying something. Tony Bobolinsky appeared before, before the committee doing the investigation into the impeachment of Joe Biden. And he gives, this is all behind closed doors, but he hands over a written beginning, if you will. Hello, my name is Tony Bobolinsky. I am here to do blank. And I want to read the salient points to you. I'm giving up the monologue because it is that important that we remember, as all this other stuff is going on, Joe Biden and the Biden crime family syndicate have enriched themselves to the tune of tens of millions of dollars and they have sold access to the name, to the office, to America, to bad actors. That is the predicate of today's show. This is from Tony Bobolinsky, former business partner of the Biden crime family syndicate. Thank you for the opportunity to speak with you, he says, to the chairman, ranking members and members of Congress. I'm happy that the American people will finally hear the facts and the evidence that I've been trying to outline for over four years, all backed up and supported by emails, texts, documents, records, pictures and other evidence. The facts we are going to discuss today are important for America's national security. And I can only hope that everyone in this room and all representatives and officers of the U.S. government take them seriously. My name is Tony Bobolinsky. I'm a proud American citizen who has honorably served the United States in several capacities. I am, he goes on to talk about his military background. I am here today out of duty to God and country in a nonpartisan manner with only one party in mind. The party I served with honor and gratitude, the United States of America. He's going to go into all of these background issues for himself. But then he says for nearly four years, I have tried to tell the American people the truth about serious corruption at the very top of their government. In return, I have been falsely accused of being a purveyor of Russian disinformation and a political surrogate. My continuous efforts to inform the American people of the facts have been actively suppressed by both the United States government and the so-called mainstream media. I want to be crystal clear from my direct personal experience and what I have subsequently come to learn. It is clear to me that Joe Biden was the brand being sold by the Biden family, his family's foreign influence peddling operation from China to Ukraine and elsewhere sold out to foreign actors who were there seeking to gain influence and access to Joe Biden and the United States government. Joe Biden was more than a participant in and beneficiary of his family's business. He was an enabler, despite being buffered by a complex scheme to maintain plausible deniability. The only reason any of these international business transactions took place with tens of millions of dollars flowing directly to the Biden family was because Joe Biden was in high office. The Biden family business was Joe, period. Other key players have made this point very clear as well. Hunter Biden himself has adamantly stated in a variety of communications, as did other Biden family business associates, including Devin Archer in his testimony last year. Foreign nationals on the other side of these transactions, including from China, Ukraine and Romania, have also explained how and why these transactions took place. Once again, 
I would call that extensive evidence, which he then lays out critically important facts. Number one, Joe Biden was aware of the CEFC transaction. This is the Chinese Communist Party through its surrogate China Energy Company Limited, which basically was working with Hunter Biden on a on a range of nefarious things, enabled it. Joe Biden enabled the work with CEFC and had a constitutional responsibility and obligation to the American people to shut it down before it began. This is because CEFC had been identified as a known surrogate of the Chinese Communist Party by the U.S. government. He goes on. Number two, Joe Biden's immediate family members were enriched to the tune of tens of millions of dollars from some of our most dangerous adversaries, including the Chinese Communist Party and players from Russia, Ukraine, Romania, Kazakhstan and other foreign nations and entities. It is my educated belief dating back to his Q clearance briefings that gives him military security uh, clearance. I received in the Navy and continuing through recent discussions with experts that under U.S. corruption laws, political office holders can be held responsible as the immediate family members who are receiving money directly. Number three, the Biden family, Joe's son, Hunter, and his brother, Jim, knowingly and aggressively defrauded me as the CEO of Sinohawk Holdings, in which he was in a business deal with Hunter Biden. Number four, United States law enforcement appears to have been singularly unwilling to speak with me or to hear the facts we will be discussing today. I have never been contacted to provide testimony nor asked to speak with anyone connected with Joe Biden's administration, including his Department of Justice the FBI, the IRS, or local law enforcement. That includes U.S. Attorney David Weiss for the District of Delaware or any of the several grand juries I now know were convened after my name became publicly known. On October 23, 2020, I voluntarily walked into the Washington field office of the FBI with several phones containing years of encrypted communications between me and and numerous members of the Biden family and their associates. That conversation, which was subject to false statement statutes, lasted many hours and was never followed up upon by anyone in government or law enforcement in any way. Rather, when the House Ways and Means Committee recently released the FBI 302 report of that meeting, Hunter Biden's lawyers laughably tried to use a single note-taking error by a junior FBI agent to accuse me falsely of lying about certain things in my testimony. I sit here before each of you, before two of the premier committees of Congress, Oversight and Judiciary, and I implore each and every one of you to remove your partisan hats and to focus on one party, the United States of America. I hope your focus will be on a thorough and extensive investigation and exposure of all the facts and evidence and on answering the question of how we as a country allowed the White House to be infiltrated by our most existential adversary, the Chinese Communist Party. I also hope you will hold the complicit parties, including Joe Biden, accountable for their actions, as well as enact new laws that prevent this kind of deep corruption from ever happening again. God bless America, and I am ready for your questions. Ladies and gentlemen, one more whistleblower. 
one more truth teller, one more fact seeker, one more bombshell. Who out there is still hypnotized? Because it is time to wake up. I'm Wendy Bell, and you're dialed into the Wendy Bell Radio Network. We're back right after this. All right, so we've set up today's show. I've read to you the most salient facts of Tony Bobolinsky's introduction to his question answering uh, before the House Judiciary. Okay, House Oversight. It is hugely important to remember John Paul McIsaac, the guy who owned the Delaware tech repair shop where Hunter Biden, who was clearly stoned out of his mind, dropped off three laptops for repair, not to return to get them. One of those was the quote laptop from hell. As John Paul McIsaac was going through, trying to fix water damage or whatever it was, he obviously saw things that were highly questionable. He reached out to the FBI thinking the FBI would be interested. They took the laptop and they left and they never came back and he was stunned. What's going on? You have no other questions for me? I know what I saw on the laptop and it was awful and it was damning and it's pictures and it's videos and it's drug use and it's prostitution and it's wire transfers and it's money deposits and it's all this stuff and it's terrible. And the FBI never came back. Similarly, Tony Bobolinsky went to the FBI. Look at these encrypted cell phones. I've got all these messages. I've got proof. They listened to him. And they never got back in touch. Ladies and gentlemen, your, your FBI sucks. Sucks. Soup to nuts. There are few agents. Stephen Friend. Others who've stepped forward. Kyle, whatever is last. Seraphin. Whistleblowers. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a serious problem. Huge. You're awake. I want to play something for you. This is yesterday. This is Dan Goldman who carries the majority of the Democrats' water. And he's talking about the impeachment vote against Alejandro Mayorkas. And he's going to carry the propaganda lies until until he's dead. He's going to keep saying the same lies. And I want you to hear this particular one as we then drill him with some facts on the flip side. Here is Dan Goldman. That's what this is all about. It is taking a scalp for Secretary Mayorkas for the MAGA base and trying to lay the blame at his feet for a situation at the border that needs to be addressed, but can only be addressed by legislation, not by executive action. Factually incorrect, Dan. You are lying. You are lying every single time. Your lips are moving. You are lying. So I found this website, migrationpolicy.org. Who knew there was such a thing? There is. On January 20th, 2021, the day Joe Biden was inaugurated, he made nine or ten executive orders. Unilateral pen signature on paper, making a decision, cataclysmic decision. One of those was shutting down Keystone XL. Seven of the other ones were regarding the border. Biden has taken, in his first year in office, Biden has taken, took, 
Nearly 300 executive actions on immigration. Do not tell me, Dan, that it's up to Congress to fix this, you hack. During his first, this is mind-numbing, during his first 364 days as president, Joe Biden took 296 executive actions on immigration as compared to 86 during Donald Trump's first year and 472 during the entire four years of Trump's presidency. Of Biden's 296 immigration actions, for all of those out there who think this is a Trump thing and everybody knows it's not, but here's your factual data that can you can use of those 296 Biden immigration actions 89 reversed or started to undo Trump policies making clear the administration was a hundred percent down with opening the border Seven executive orders on the first day that had to do with the border. Dan, refute that, sir. God, I wish I was that anchor on the other side of the lens. Excuse me, congressman, I understand what you're saying because your mouth is moving. Tell me, what about those 296 executive orders in the first year that had to do with immigration and the 86 or so that had to do with or 89 that had to do with unraveling Donald Trump's remain in Mexico and Title 42 and catch and release and everything else? What about that, sir? Because there is no debate. It's all listed, even CNN right here. And this is why I encourage you to join our Locals page today. It is free for you to do so. Locals.com, put in Wendy Bell Radio. Boom, you will get there. All of these links, including this one from CNN Politics. Every single Joe Biden executive order he has taken since the minute he took his hand off of that Bible and lied to the American people about vowing to defend our sovereignty, to put Americans first, all of it, very neatly for you, in a CNN hyperlink. So where are we going in today's program? Because we're just getting a little warmed up here. Some bombshell Freedom of Information Act documents. I don't say bombshell lightly. These are bombshells. Because these documents that reporters had to go to court to get, because that's where we are now, in the cover-up phase of all of these terrible lies, there was a 3.30 p.m. phone call on November 3rd, 2020, that involved every Democrat secretary of state and the voting machine companies. Why? What were they so worried about? And what did they talk about? We'll go there next on the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Welcome back to the Wendy Bell Radio Program. Look, I want to make it clear to you today, this is a a big day, a good day uh, to be someone who loves America, who, who believes in What we say every day, those precious words, liberty and justice for all, not not for some, not for only the select few 
And every single story that we're going to uncover today or share with you is a teaser beezer that requires, if you're interested, more of your review. And people are doing that. I mean, cataclysmic layoffs at CBS, at Paramount. Why? People are not tuning in. They are going elsewhere. They are bud lighting the mainstream media. Why? Because all we are getting every day, day after day, is garbage. It's propaganda. It's blatant lies. It's cover-ups. And it's to a degree that I'm not so sure I can even fathom. But we can surmise. So I want to talk about this. We don't get normal news anymore. You've got to get a Freedom of Information Act request to force the hands of government to reveal what we the people ought to be rightly told, that we have been scammed, that you and I have been living in one giant freaking wrap-up smear. And it goes something like this. They start at the end and work backwards. They who are they? Well... People who wish to control our elections. People who wish to get rich and richer off of their corruption. People who have lied to us for years, whose lies have only gotten bigger and bolder and more obnoxious. People who have no other recourse than to lie because they've lied about so many things their lies have lies. So here's your headline, Gateway Pundit, exclusive. Freedom of Information Act documents reveal secret 2020 election day meeting with CISA, Dominion, ES&S, ERIC, FBI, leftist organizations, state officials, and others, and others, dot, dot, dot. Remember, safest and most secure election ever. Remember, when all the votes are counted, Joe Biden is going to be the winner. There were several tip-offs to us. In addition to just watching with our own eyes, as Donald Trump, who had been ahead in the rating, in the ratings, in the poll, in the votes, in the count, in the tally, lost votes. Like in what world in an election do votes go away from somebody? Well, when you live in the heart of corruption, that's what you get. Here's your story. It's talking about some investigative journalism, digging into Freedom of Information Act documents that completely reshape what we were told to believe about the 2020 election, specifically releasing information on a secret 2020 election day phone call organized by CISA. This is the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. All of these places that have these names that are supposed to connote security, that somebody's looking out for you. That there's some team of, of gatekeepers who are there fighting on our behalf to keep things strong. These are the people who are the corrupt ones. Okay? CISA describes itself as an operational lead for federal cybersecurity and the national coordinator for critical infrastructure security and resilience. Of course, since its founding, CISA has morphed into a much more sinister and political organization. So by 2020, this organization, CISA, routinely reported social media posts that allegedly spread misinformation and disinformation to social media platforms. That was all cover for people telling the truth, getting their voices silenced. Fact checkers, claims of mal, miss, and disinformation. That was the story in order to squelch those of us who asked questions and were digging and finding the answers. 
Now, this is evidence that a private meeting was organized by CISA officials on November 3rd, 2020, Election Day, at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time with select members of a secret, quote, election security initiative, which is code for, oh, crap. Donald Trump is slaughtering our guy. We need to pull 250 of our operatives together in all sorts of walks of life. Secretaries of state, people in the big voting machine companies and other underlings. Bring them together. What the hell are we going to do? The list includes over 200 names of individuals, government entities, private businesses, media outlets, and at least one tech giant. The list includes a curious mix of members from Dominion, ESNS, Eric Systems, Amazon, Runbeck, Microsoft, uh, several Secretary of State offices, the Associated Press. I know it's a shocker. Amazon and leftist groups. 43 groups make up the CISA EISCC. It's the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency with no conservative groups represented. Nobody who's conservative is a part of this call. Nobody is part of this go-to list. Several high-profile individuals were invited to the call, including Jennifer Morell with the Elections Group, Ryan Macias with the Lafayette Group, Eric Coomer with Dominion. We've talked about him. If you're a frequent flyer of mine, you know you recognize that name. How about Jocelyn Benson, the controversial Michigan Secretary of State? Now, close to 250 individuals were invited to this 3.30 phone call organized by the CISA Election Security Infrastructure Team. The Gateway Pundit went through all the list of attendees who were invited. Okay? It should be noted that although we found liberal groups included on this list, again, we did not notice any conservative organizations included. Who are the people from Eric Systems? Well, the Eric Voter Roll System was used in 23 states. Kind of important, don't you think? Seven million registered voters and Eric's. This is just Wisconsin. Seven million registered voters in a state with less than four million eligible voters. How's that possible? Well, we found out that the founder of Eric was sharing information with Mark Zuckerberg funded organizations during the 2020 election. Might know, might be helpful to know where you want to put your ballot drop boxes, huh? How about this? The Associated Press, for some reason, Associated Press employees were invited to join this call on Election Day. At least nine Amazon employees were invited to listen in. Democracy Works. This is a leftist get out the vote group that drives voter participation. They were involved. By the way, the group is funded by the John Pritzker Family Fund, Trump-hating Pierre Omidar's Democracy Fund, all these other left-wing organizations, including Quadrivian. That's a foundation linked to Rupert Murdoch's son, James, and his wife, Catherine. Huh. Interesting. Fox. Dominion, the voting machine company, had been in the news since the 2020 elections, and apparently they were all over this call, too. So was Microsoft. So were Smartmatic and ESNS. And it goes on and on and on. 
all of the Democrat secretaries of state were on this 3.30 phone call. Don't tell us that it was the safest and most secure election ever when you are colluding with big tech, with social media, with the media, with Democrat secretaries of state, with the election machine companies. As we researched this election day phone call, we found out that this does not appear to be an isolated event. Apparently, all these gangs, these folks had been getting together for a while, jumping on Zooms together. In fact, a secretive event in 2022, organized by the leftist Democracy Fund, including state officials, election company representatives, and third parties to discuss the election administration. This is how they pull it off. What did they notice, ladies and gentlemen, about 3.30? It was what we were all experiencing here in Pennsylvania in the land before time where I broadcast from. Donald Trump seemed to be doing really, really well. He seemed to have it in the bag. The numbers were rolling in. It was strong to a lot of us watching. And then all of a sudden, what happens to Arizona? Fox News with 6% of the vote in calls Arizona for Joe Biden. What happened during that phone call? The Gateway Pundit discovered several of the groups and participants in that 2022 meeting were also invited to the 2020 Election Day phone call. We also know that CISA has been censoring conservative content online since 2021 after Joe Biden entered the White House. You have organizations that we pay for, that our taxpayer dollars go to, that are supposed to be parts of the federal government infrastructure that we are told are all about keeping elections safe and secure to prevent hacks. And what do they all need, of course, too? You need a boogeyman. You need a plausible demon for when things start to go sideways and you need a complicit media who've been paid off by the Biden administration using CARES Act funding in a blackmail scheme, we will give you money during these COVID lockdowns to keep you going. But you owe us. And you know what you owe us? Silence. You will not cover election integrity issues. You will go after stories where people raise their hand and say, you know what? This is really weird. Because when I went to bed, Donald Trump was up 600,000 votes. And then when I woke up, he lost by 80,555. I'm going to talk about that. No, you're not. Are you seeing the, the picture? They knew they were coordinated. They were on a a group message alert. Jump, jump on this call. We've got serious work to do. And then all of a sudden, they needed to shut down the election. All of a sudden, the coordinated mishaps in various locations. A water main break here, electrical outage there. Too many were having an issue with the machines. We're going to have to regroup and get back here in the morning. All right, everybody go on home. We'll see you back here at 8 a.m. Really? 
Now, see, you're a conspiracy theorist if you connected any of those oddities that put Joe Biden in the White House. Because there ain't no freaking way that dude got anywhere close to 81 million votes. And your federal government made it happen. Quick time out when we come back on the Wendy Bell Radio program. This is scary. Putting the squeeze on the Second Amendment. How credit card companies are flagging our gun purchases. Wait, say what? Get ready. Next. I mean, just just go with me for a minute on, on what this Freedom of Information Act request has revealed. All of these people are employed. They're either employed by our federal government, which we freaking fund. Or they're independently wealthy and dirty scumbags who use their money to corrupt our elections. They had to, they had to use COVID. I mean, think about all of this. Doesn't it make you wonder about everything regarding COVID? Was COVID actually the bioweapon they were using as a, as a standby if, if everything else looked like it was going to be too difficult for Joe Biden, that they were going to launch a virus, they were going to release a virus on the world, regardless of, of unknown collateral damage, to frighten everybody into staying home, that they turned neighbors on neighbors, family members against each other and, and created a total panic over something that they created that with our money? And stupidly, I just, you know, I get up and I try to do the, the right job every day, the best I can. I, I work hard. I don't tell, I don't tell lies. I, I, I try to provide for my family, squirrel away for tomorrow, pay my taxes, don't break the law. I mean, it's not complicated. So who in Washington doesn't suck? Uh, that's the question. And, and what's the final straw in all of this? To take away your guns. Because when you're awake and aware and ticked off, you've got information. And if you're a firearm owner who believes in the Second Amendment, your right to self-defense, and your right to defend yourself against a, ty- a tyrannical government, no wonder they want to come and they want to strip you of that. And every single suspicious bill, every stupid idea that infringes on your Second Amendment rights, needs to be shot down with a freaking 50 caliber. It can't even rear its ugly, ugly head. That's what's at stake. Headline Breitbart, Visa, MasterCard, and American Express. Implementing a code to track gun purchase information in California. God, does California suck. One of the most beautiful places you will ever go in your life with some of the most fabulous people destroyed by these folks. Listen to this. Visa, MasterCard, and American Express are implementing a special merchant code. Isn't that sweet? To track gun and gun-related purchases in California. Now, don't tell me it's because we've got uh, an uptick in, in transgender folks going haywire and taking guns into places and trying to kill people because that's definitely a fact. That's not why this is happening, of course. CBS News reported that the new merchant code will be used to comply with a, quote, California law that will allow banks to potentially track suspicious gun purchases and report them to law enforcement. 
This comes after major credit cards adopted and then rescinded plans to use a new merchant code to track gun and gun-related purchases nationally. On September 11th of 2022, Visa caved, in fact, to pressure from gun control groups and New York Democrats agreeing that flagging gun and ammo purchases via merchant code agreeing to do that. The Associated Press observed that MasterCard and other major credit card companies also agreed to flag these gun sales. And so people catch wind of this and they fight back all of a sudden now. If you're a, I don't know, I want to protect myself because I live in an area that's been turned into a Democrat freaking hellscape and my family's not feeling safe anymore. I'm going to go get a gun. Not so fast there, Sally. Bing, 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 bing. You have been flagged. You know, this manipulation, this trampling of our rights, of our free of our freedoms constitutionally protected. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. You remember when Kamala Harris was named Joe Biden's running mate? Just totally preposterous. How many people went out? We did. How many people went out and bought a gun? How many people went out and were like, oh, snap. I see the writing on the wall. I better stock up on ammo. How much is enough? It's never enough. Am I a a rabid gun enthusiast? Am I going to run around and shoot a bunch of stuff? No, but I'm going to be prepared. I'll be prepared for anything. I'll be prepared for them taxing and making unaffordable ammunition. I'm going to be prepared for them coming after our firearms, knocking on our doors. You say that's that's not going to happen. Really? Look, this has already happened. If if Bank of America, which has got to suck more than most credit card companies, right? If Bank of America can tell the federal government who of its customers were in and around Washington, D.C., that specific zip code, from January 5th to January 7th and give that information over to the federal government with no questions asked, Houston, we've got a very big problem. And it's deep. And we haven't even gotten into the meat and potatoes of why I'm frustrated today, my friends. Why? Because coming up, and let me just open the door to this conversation. Coming up, we're going to share with you a link to an hour and a half discussion that I dare say will be the most important hour and a half you spend this week awakening from the trance of the wrap-up smear. And it is Michael Schellenberger, Matt Taibbi, and another independent journalist, these folks from the Twitter files. And by the way, Elon Musk, thank you, sir. Without you buying Twitter, none of this would be out. None of this would be happening. These reporters would not be awakened. Taibbi and Schellenberger uncover a plot by the CIA under Barack Obama and with Hillary Clinton to spy on 26 Donald Trump associates, Mike Flynn, Carter Page, George Papadopoulos, and a laundry list of others to spy on them with the sole purpose of finding a way that they could create the narrative that Donald Trump was connected to Russia. 
It's disgusting. And it will blow your mind next on the Wendy Bell Radio Network.